In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, give you thanks and praise. For your great graces toward us, we ask you to encourage us and teach us in your word, so as to be the disciples that you've called us to be. Amen. Amen. So, first and foremost, happy Father's Day to all the fathers and the men in our lives. Uh, it's such a beautiful day. Amen. It's funny to hear how many fathers complain about Father's Day. Like, I don't get to do anything I want to do, right? But it's, uh, it's a beautiful day. There's only, really, I was praying about it. There's only, only three days of the year that like, I can, as like a church, we can really preach off of very secular holidays, right? Mother's Day, Father's Day, and kind of Thanksgiving. Um, kind of really, it's not like a church calendar thing, but it's a beautiful day. It's a great day to celebrate. The whole kind of culture celebrates fathers today, and as, and as we should. Uh, and I can, and I, it's a big part of my own, my own personal spirituality to preach about like, like intentional masculinity, about fatherhood, <clears throat> all these things, even as a, for me as a priest, like I look at fatherhood as like how I should live out my own priesthood. So there's like a million homilies I can give. I'm only to give one, okay, I promise. And I was praying about how many virtues really define like a good man, a good father, all these things. There's, there's tons of them. But I'll focus on two. On the importance of teaching as a father, teaching and encouraging. These two things. Once again, there's thousands of things. We'll just focus on a couple things just for today. I, even myself, as a priest. If I was up here every single day and just like railing on you guys, like you're terrible, you're all going to burn in hell, you're all horrible, you're all sinners, this and that, flipping podiums, and never encouraging, it wouldn't be what the goal of the ministry is. If Jesus didn't do that, I shouldn't do that. Well, you should be encouraged. We should also be taught. This is the truth of the faith, but we're, we're, we're getting there. Let's be encouraged. You're on the journey. All these kind of the spiritualities. And it's throughout scripture. It's throughout the, the history of God and his people. In the Old Testament. Right? The people of God, like God's like, listen, I led you through like, the desert. Take this promised land. And they're like, no, there's a lot of evil men there. We're not, we're not strong enough. We're not going to be able to do it. It's too hard. It's too burdensome. And God's like, no, I've led you. You can do this. I'm going to be with you. Take this land. Take what belongs to you. And like, be encouraged. This is the beauty of how God is always always led his people and then obviously we have jesus in the gospel today really uh, like teaching but really like, like life lessons like, and some of it you know, especially when you follow the logic of how he teaches it's very very beautiful like blessed are those who mourn blessed are those who are sad now like you'll be encouraged and when we have the teachings of jesus it's important to notice that we're reading them retroactively because we're not reading them in like sequential order. They're not just like, okay, we met this guy, Jesus, and now we hear his teaching. We already know the authority of Jesus because of his death and his resurrection. Therefore, we go back to his teachings and we're like, this guy means something. He actually, we, because of his divinity, because of his resurrection, now we should listen to his teachings. So it was like, like how can we listen to him? How do we do this? And you can see, like, like, I, for me, I was really praying about like, how he's teaching it. When I was praying with it, it wasn't like, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom. It was, it was blessed, my brother, my child. Blessed are you. You're mourning now. You're weeping now. But blessed are you, because you're going to be fine. You have salvation. Don't worry. Life is hard. Life is burdensome. It has its burdens. Absolutely. This is life. But don't worry. I have conquered all. Be of good cheer. Like This is how I feel Jesus is teaching. But then, that's the encouraging part of Jesus. But then... What Luke's gospel has that other gospels don't is woe 
woe to you. Right? He comes out and challenges his people, challenges us like a good father does. So listen, you think you have wealth? You think what matters in the, most, in the world is your reputation? None of that matters. It matters a little bit. It matters on earth. But you don't live for that. These things don't matter. These things come and go. What matters is eternal life. And if you live for money, you'll end up an empty and, and penniless and useless and unha- unhappy and all these things in our lives. He's really challenging these people. Like, wow. But these aren't his teachings. He's kind of articulating a reality. This is life. This is something new that we think about. But then he goes deeper. He says, but as followers of me, as followers of Jesus, love your enemies. Do good to those who persecute you. And we're like, I can't do that. That's not fair. Life's unfair. We're trying to like go back and forth. Like God is our father. And we're trying to have this dialogue with God. But life isn't fair. And he comes back to us and says, yes, I know. But persevere. But endure. Life is going to be just fine. And I was praying with the whole idea, right, of teaching and of encouraging. Like, how often do we not get that in our lives? Think of your, many of you have had really healthy fathers, really healthy men in your life. Some of you not so much. Maybe distant. Maybe they never talked to you. Maybe they never encouraged you. Maybe they always discouraged you. I don't know. You know your life. But what we have is an ideal, and we have God, who is there to encourage us and teach us. And we should have a desire in our heart of hearts to want to be taught. Like, what is the reality of us? so much of the world, if we're just taking an objective look at the world, why are so many men not men? Why is this happening? Why are so many men refusing to mature in life? Where 80 years ago, recently, right? Like, the June 6th-ish, I think, like they stormed the beaches of Normandy. All these like 18, 19, 20, 25-year-old men were like, we're going to fight for what's right. And they went and fought, and they like ran on the beaches, and they were being shot at, and they were great. Then you fast forward to like today, who's going to storm the beaches of Normandy? Right? Who, is there? Who are these men? And listen, in the Chaldean community, we're more strong than the average kind of wokeness of the world around us, which is beautiful. But we need to reclaim that. And say, well, how do I be encouraged? How can I be the man that I'm called to be? And the women in this church, you're here too, you're important, to challenge the men in your life to be the men whom they're called to be. To encourage them so that the world can be in order. So we can be whom we're called to be and live it. Because it's not just we encourage and we teach. Because what does St. Paul do today in in the reading to the Corinthians? He's talking about himself a lot. But as an encouraging way, as like an example. It's not like humble bragging. He's actually just giving us an example. And it's very beautiful. I have done all these things. All these things. For the Jews, it became like a Jew. Those under the law, it became like those under the law. Those who are... He did all these things. I humbled myself. I checked my ego. I lowered myself. I did whatever was necessary for the other. Because what matters is the gospel of Jesus Christ. What matters is salvation. So we can teach all day. We can encourage all day. If we don't live it, it's empty. We all know that guy. That every time we talk to him, he's always got a like, wagging his finger in our face. You should do this better. You should do that better. No one likes that guy. We all know that guy that says all these important things. But we watch. Your children, especially your children, are watching. 
How do you live your life? What comes out of your mouth? What jokes do you say? Are you an honest man? Are you righteous? Are you integrity? Do you live integrity? Think of the beauty of how beautiful it would be for your children, especially for you men out there, if I may just challenge you and encourage you, if they were to watch you walk into confession and confess your sins. Admitting, I'm imperfect. I need God. I need God's mercy. And then, they, your kids go to confession. It's listen, we're all on the journey together. I'm not perfect. I'm imperfect. We're trying to walk this journey. But listen, how I live, how you live, reflects your reality. Reflects how you're going to teach. Because you cannot teach unless you plan on living the gospel. And today of Father's Day, I hope you guys all go golfing today. I hope you guys all have steaks today. Enjoy your day. It's a blessed day. It really is a joyful, blessed day. And as your priest father, I'm honored to be your father. I'm honored to be your priest. But also take the day to just reflect. Where am I? Be self-aware. Am I the man that God has called me to be? Whether you're seven or 77, are you the man that God has called you to be? Are you embracing the calls that God has called you to embrace? Or are you living kind of weak, scared lives? My brothers, be encouraged. Christ has conquered all. He is the ultimate example of manhood. Look to him for self-sacrifice, for checking his ego, but living strong, firm, authentic, masculine Christian life. Amen.